Greg's a little older, slightly older. Slightly. And, uh, I, I, the question I want to know, I guess, to start it off is, like, growing up, obviously, like, we just kind of briefly talked about your childhood through hockey and things like that. So, having worked at something so hard and so long in your youth, what did it feel like to be drafted first overall? Like, what was that feeling you got when you got the kind of the phone call, when you, when you truly believed, I might actually get drafted first overall here? You know, like, what was that, what did that feel like? I would say uh, leading up to the actual draft, um, your life is kind of a whirlwind. You know, you're getting dragged here and there and everywhere. There's uh, obviously lots of talk. I mean, you see it now with TSN. They're already talking about the draft for <laughs> two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's bigger hype now than, than there was back in 96. But at the same time, there's a lot of talk about it, right? From you know, World Juniors around Christmas time, leading up, um, you know. So, so there's lots of talk about it, and then, you know, at, at that time there was no combine, so you're traveling around to different cities doing testings for different teams, hmm. um, trying to finish high school at the same time. Like, you know, I don't even think you have time to to really process it. And you just kind of, what do I got to do tomorrow? What do I got to do? You right. Know? And next then, step. Then you do that, and then you worry about the next day after that. And instead of you know sitting back and looking at, you know what's what's going on, what's possibilities, but um, to actually to get to the draft and uh, talk to, you know, I think really when it set in, I talked to San Jose. Was they were picking second, and basically said, you know, if Ottawa doesn't take you, you know, we're probably going to take you and. Just kind of having that in the back of your head that you know that that's a that's a reality that you know yeah, like high probability everybody's you know media everyone's been talking but you're like you, something you have, something's you have, happening you have, you have no idea really until you know but like I said when when they kind of give you that uh, reassurance that uh, you know you're gonna go you know somewhere top two yeah <laughs> um, you know it was. Yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe it really. And yeah, how do you take that that positive? Like you must have just it must have been such an outrageous feeling of like holy shit! Like my dreams are coming true here. So like, how do you transition that into work ethic, or like how did you transition that into even like focusing even harder? Because I feel like a lot of kids, especially you're 15, 16, 17, you're getting drafted. You're like, wow, this is like you know, it almost feels surreal. And you see a lot of people kind of go off kilter there, right? So yeah, one for yourself, ways, like, right? Yeah, like how do you yeah. take that energy and, and make it constructive as opposed to just Kind of thinking you're the shit and, and running with it, you know, and because I mean you see that that's the kind of the age, right, where you kind of go one way or the other. You know what? I, I, you know, right from a young age, uh, you know, things you know happened to me that were uh, successes, I guess. And uh, you know, one thing that always stuck with me was, uh, you know, I, I never wanted to be called conceited or cocky or arrogant or anything like that for um, I don't know what happened in my life or changed but it was just one thing that I just refused to you know become and let anyone even be allowed to call me that and mm -hmm. also um, I, I think that whole time was just um, in some ways almost downplayed what was happening it was like wow that was well, I was really cool I just got drafted but I was like okay now what's you know what's next right. you know, what, instead of you know, just really going and you know the the high life and 
partying my ass <laughs> off and um, was like, okay, now, you know, I you got were just like, yeah, I got a job to now, do, right? Now I got to go make the team. Yeah. Now I got to, cool. you know, I was picked first overall. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to disappoint. I want to go in and, you know, I want to try and make the team. And, uh, you know, like that was no, obviously no guarantee for 18 yeah. year olds. And, and it turned out that I, I didn't make the team that year, um, which I, I wanted to. I was disappointed when I didn't. Um, you know, looking back, uh, probably a, a good thing for me. But that's just how I always, I always thought. You know, that uh, just just push forward for, you know, what's what's coming next. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, in, in some ways, I didn't really appreciate the great things that were happening because of that. But right. You know, that's just just the way I was made up. But sometimes that's what happens, right? You kind of look back on things afterwards, and you're like, "Wow, I was at that point, I was so focused." Like you almost don't notice it at the time. You're like, "Hey, like what you said, you kind of shift your your attention to, all right, I got to look at the next step." Whereas that those are the small decisions that really, when you look back, made the biggest difference, right? Kind of push you through that. Well, right, and you've been doing it for so long at that point too. I mean, not that long, only like a few years aggressively, right? But you played juniors. World Championships as well, leading up to this and everything. Yeah, played. Uh, yeah, what was that two, experience like? Two World Juniors before that. Uh, my first year, I was uh, I was basically a cheerleader. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, being a 17 year old, on with you know all the guys that had already been drafted. I think there was two of us that uh, were not, and uh, you know it was a way of you know bringing in guys to you know figure out the experience right. and, yeah. and socialize know, in, with the uh, come in the next year and know what to expect and how things run and um, you know but at the same time I, I cherish them equally as much just having that right. uh, experience and, and being there but you know to, to be on a, on a on a team where you're the the best in the world is yeah. um, is, <laughs> is awesome especially know? one and, of like yeah. 18 players you know yeah, you're yeah. thinking like okay I'm one of the top 18 players in the country and it's the best country in the world with this sport. Like it must be a, a an empowering feeling, right? It, it really is. It, yeah. the, you know, the funny part is when you play for Canada at that tournament, that's what they expect. You know, they yeah. expect yeah. you to win the tournament. And we do. Uh, <laughs> and ninety, uh, yeah, ninety six and, and ninety seven were years uh, four and five of winning five golds yeah. uh, in a row. You know, so it's like, who's where is it going to end? And turned out to be uh, and you played both of those I played yeah the year four and five of Uh, the five-year run and then uh, and then the year after that they uh, they didn't win it so we had uh, the the end of a a good good streak good run in there for uh, for five years but uh, yeah the pressure just keeps mounting more and more you know but you know it's funny one of my one of my memories as a child I don't have met like I have great memories but like you know you kind of as you get older you remember fewer fewer things but I remember realizing the hockey was a big deal because we used to go to, to Mass every Sunday and there was one year where it was the World Junior Final and my dad refused to go to Mass <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, hockey's real, you know what I mean? this is a big deal. So Hockey is church, dude. Yeah, it that is. Wasn't, that wasn't one of those years, was it? I, I hear that I was probably lot, around right? eight, so yeah, it would have yeah, been yeah, probably yeah. like, yeah, 91, 92. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. I wasn't there yet. No. <laughs> I, after playing 18 years, though, I've heard that a lot, you know, the goal. So anywhere in town but see you know uh, middle age now younger and uh i i remember you when i was you know, <laughs> yeah, right. five years old and you just started playing and now they're you know an yeah. adult and it really makes you feel old in a hurry yeah what sort of what sort of support did you have growing up like what was your main kind of support system and getting through i mean 
I know, as I said, I am a hockey parent. I know Greg's got two young girls that are probably eventually going to get into sports and activities. But like, what sort of support did you have for yourself in all those early morning practices and and you know getting to tournaments and things like that? Um, obviously, mom and dad were uh, huge supporters of it. Uh, my dad played uh, uh, senior hockey, which was you know big in those days. They played for the uh, Allen Cup. Okay. That was the you know really the Stanley Cup for senior hockey. You know, right across Canada, um, yeah, he signed. Uh, was like a C card for uh, the Boston Bruins. He was kind of in their system yeah, you know, before they had a draft. But um, you know, obviously, big sports family um, that supported me, and you know, whatever you know, I wanted to do. And baseball in the summer was as big as hockey was for me in the yeah. wintertime, uh, as well as you know, friends and and coaches that we had. Um, other parents on the team, uh, you know, grew up in Fort McMurray. That was, mm-hmm. you know, our, our closest, uh, you know, tournaments were four hours to get to Edmonton. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, most weekends or weekends that were away, we they just throw us on the bus and there'd be, you know, five, six, maybe parents that right. went. Everyone was working and, we, you know, all the guys would stay together and, you know, a few parents would look after us. But you know, we all kind of, you know, kind of raise yourselves with different parents on different weekends. Yeah, it's a community, right? It, like, it was almost uh, ex- exactly like that. Yeah. And, and we were, you know, all, all enjoyed it, and that's the way it was. It's very, very different now where, you know, every game, every tournament, the, the whole family is there, and I feel like it's almost more of a family commitment now than it was then, even though there was a lot of early mornings. Mm-hmm, right. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where they're just, you know, they ship you off and, Go have a good weekend. And a lot of trust too with the families and everything back then. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Give you forty bucks and you know order your own meals and pay for your own <laughs> meals. Yeah. And you know when you're you know nine ten years old, you kind of grow up in a hurry. Right. You know having to you know do that stuff for yourself. Like I never played hockey growing up. I always wanted to, but I came. My parents had three kids, and I played. Ended up playing competitive soccer. That was my thing. But going through those tournaments, you do, you learn a lot about camaraderie, about like overcoming adversity through different challenges. You know, you're down in a game, you come back and win, you got your boys with you. It's such a celebration. And now going through it as a parent and looking at him experiencing those things and understanding how valuable those lessons are, you know? So I know you said your son son plays hockey as well, right? So how, how do you, what's the change now looking at it as a parent, uh, like having recently retired, what's the, what's the, diff- the biggest difference you find between going into a game yourself and and going into a game as a parent watching your son play? Um, well, I'm actually uh, helping coach uh, my son's team as well. My daughter plays hockey and, uh, um, I, you know, honestly, I think the biggest thing is, uh, is is really trying to encourage them to have fun. Mm-hmm. And I you know it sounds <laughs> yeah, cliche, you know, I think, but that's what I it think is. everybody says that, oh, I, you know, I hope they have fun, but we all know there is a lot of crazy you know, hockey parents. <laughs> um, I say hockey, but because we're talking about hockey, but any sport. Yeah. Um, you know, where for whatever no, reason, almost more competitive for, for, for than whatever, children, for right? whatever reason, it's just all yeah. all business and winning and losing. And um, you know, they'll tell you it's about having fun, and then you know the doors close or they step in their rink, and yeah, yeah. you know, the eyes roll back, and everything seems to change. But um, you know what? I, I I lived it. I went through it all. I played with a lot of guys that, um, you know, give up everything for it. Guys coming through the minors, they've been in the minors for 15 years mm-hmm. and riding on buses and, um, 
you know, it, it's hard. Um, and, and I was, uh, I was really lucky to, you know, come from one team, play my entire time. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Never, I didn't play one game in the minors. Um, you know, so my experience is, you know, the, the minority, even in the yeah, league. you're in like league, the 1%. Even in the league sure. itself. Um, but it's, it's really hard and it's hard on families and it's hard on your body. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a grind. Um, and it, and it's great, but it's a grind. And so, you know, there's a part of me that's really, uh, struggles to, you know, this is the, this is the dream. This is what you got to do because, because it's hard. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, so if he, you know, pursues that or, you know, any of my kids pursue any professional right. sport in any right, um, you know, that's great. But, you know, I want them to en- enjoy it, just yeah. have fun. And if things progress, then great. But, um, you know, I, if, if they want to get better, I truly believe they'll go on their own and yeah, spend you're gonna the let extra them do, time. Let them and do your thing and then just be a them, dad, right? Yeah. Um, because I've seen the, you know, the, the business side of the game and the serious mm-hmm. side of the game. Um, you know, I just want them to just go and enjoy it. Yeah. So I know you were always seen as a locker room leader. Did you have, did you find near the, the, I guess the latter end of your career that there's a lot of the younger guys that came up that, that were looking to you for advice? Like, did you have a, did you find yourself being a, like a, a, a mentor to some of the younger players coming into the league? Yeah, I think I was, um, definitely. But it wasn't like, uh, you know, necessarily so much of a, you know, like going to a teacher and saying, yeah, yeah. hey, this is, what do you think about this? Or I'm, you know, not so direct. It was more of just being, like a big brother. being around and telling stories and, and being a, and a, trying to be an example of, you know, how to carry yourself, what to do, and, you know, to try and have longevity in the game. and. And do the right things, you know, at the at the right time, and um, you know, and the and the game's always evolving. I remember coming in and you know sitting around telling stories or listening to stories of you know guys that have been in the game for a long time, and uh, that was you know one of my favorite parts besides playing the game is just listening to those guys. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think as I got older and I was able to share those Take stories that, that I heard as well right. as. You know the experiences that I've had in, in in my career, and and to be able to pass that stuff on, I think, you know, that's where guys really like. Yeah, it's like have, you became a mentor. Have your ear, you know, to to listen to that. So where do you see you see yourself staying? Like now you're kind of very slightly getting into coaching, but do you see that kind of being a path for you as well? Like we can actually kind of shed some light on that and make sure people in the systems are kind of growing up, developing that that fun, that love for the game as opposed to such seriousness. Um, you know what? I mean, I I have my opinions on different areas of the of the game, um, both on the ice as development, but off the ice is how I feel programs should be run and, and what should happen. But you know, I'm not uh, I'm not the guy to you know say, hey, whoa, 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 this is the way you should be doing it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not jumping in with both feet. I mean. Uh, if I get asked questions from people, I'll share my opinion, but, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, I've been traveling and spent, you know, uh, my entire time in the NHL, uh, takes a toll of, of time and time away from my family. And that's where, you know, right now is really trying to, you know, 
give back to them as and be around as much as possible and not you know be back at, at the rinks. I was gonna say that must be rewarding with, now. with, with well, everyone. Yeah. And when did you when did you meet your wife? Like at what point in your career? Um, my second year. Oh wow! In the league, yeah. Okay. Oh, so fairly young. Yeah. And she stayed with you. And she did. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Good in work its, in its own right. <laughs> yeah. Referralmortgages.com. Real mortgages, real fast, made simple. The Greater Ottawa Group. So yeah, so I guess uh, like through through that and going through um, the childhood, like it, as far as coaches go, what's uh, what's one coach or, or an example of coaching that you wouldn't want your child to go through? Like if you have, have you run into any <laughs> any poor coaches, ones that maybe had a different style than than what you'd imply or implore? Um, definitely. Um, I'll I'll flip that around by saying that uh, you know I, I've had coaches that. Um, have made it fun coming to the rink mm-hmm. and we've had our most success you know in those years where where it's where it's fun where it's just a great atmosphere um, you know there's no divide between the coaches and the players and everybody felt like a, a family mm-hmm. um, we knew extended families we knew brothers sisters parents it was a cohesive unit um, and those you know, definitely translated onto the ice with, you know, great successes. Um, and I would, you know, preach that to, to anyone now that um, it, it's not being, uh, it's, solid. it's not being soft on mm-hmm. guys. It's not being a player's coach. You know, you can still be hard on guys, but still make it. And you, you want to have a common learning. goal too, right? It's solid, like, yeah. solid leadership is all yeah. it is, right? It, that's, you know, it, it starts... Right Absolutely, top, right? Because sure. if something's out of place, right, then, you know, switch yeah. it up. So yeah. now... The leadership's strong, it works. Yeah, so now being a business owner, like, what, what are the main accountabilities or, or um, abilities that you took from being a leader with, you know, with, the, uh, with your team to running a business, which is now, you know, one of the most successful restaurants in, in the city, right? Like, what were the main tr- assets or, or kind of qualities that you brought over to that side from, from your career to business? Yeah, it's. I mean, we. I, I'd say the the biggest thing is being surrounded with uh, good people that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, my whole career, you know, I was told not to get into the restaurant business because that's <laughs> yeah. where, you know, that's where you, if you want to lose your money in a hurry, <laughs> right. that's where to put it. You know, um, you know, but it, I I trusted uh, my partners and believed in their abilities and. Uh, and I think having that, you know, having that has allowed, you know, allowed every, you know, them to do their job. Not like I'm the big boss telling mm-hmm. them what to do, but you know, everyone has a role, and and they go out and execute it. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, for sure, my part in the in the restaurant industry isn't, you know, uh, the day to day, you know, right. flipping burgers yeah, yeah, or make sure we have enough. And- you know, ingredients to make our stuff or anything like that. That's, you know, we, we have people for that, that, that do an amazing job at it. Um, you know, I think, you know, now I'm, you know, as you can see, I'm the, I'm in the marketing, well, uh, and I'm big, in marketing, big rig, and marketing. But big rig was your, was your nickname. Yes. That's amazing. I didn't yeah. know that. And I found, I was like, well, that's, 
that's incredible that they you know, that you did that. So when you this idea for the restaurant was that all from you and you were like big rig that's what it's going to be. You know what? I uh, have this idea. It's no, it's uh, we actually started we were going to do a Brazilian steakhouse. Okay. Um that's what you, you should know, still do that. We need one of that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds um, delicious. That that was the idea that we got together. We had a location downtown and the location fell apart. So we kind of went our own ways. Okay. And we weren't in a in a real rush to do anything, and um, and then two of the partners independently uh, found the um, uh, call it IKEA location mm-hmm. that we that we have on Iris Street now, and uh, that kind of brought us back together. And in the meantime, we had uh, met uh, Lon, our brewmaster, um, and and sort of came up with why don't we do a a brew pub, and. Uh, I mean, I was all over that idea. I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. great. Uh, spent the summer, you know, kicking around names. Uh, you know, what do we call it? I've, you know, traveled a lot. I've seen a lot of different names mm-hmm. and breweries and bars and all that. And, uh, you know, so at some point at the summer, I was like, oh, Big Greg actually is a great name for a beer. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we bounced it back and forth a lot, whether the beer should be the same name. Right. Has the restaurant. You know, they do we keep them the same, different, that, mm-hmm. and that you know that was a spent a lot of hours and drank a lot of coffee trying to you know figure out what the best combination was, and you know at the end of the day we you know we stuck with the same name and um, said I, I think it's a great name for a beer. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. yeah. and we're drinking the uh, this was an award winner. Yeah, it's uh, one. Uh, um, you're not. Not me. No, I know. I'm, yeah. I need to release Hopefully that. Hopefully soon. You're Hopefully not part soon. of the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to get the team to grab me a release. Yeah, yeah. 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 we can do a cheers properly here. Yeah, yeah. You need another one? Are you okay? No, I'm good. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> we're live. Yeah, so there, there is, we, we kind of mentioned it before we got on air too, that um, that there's a lot of microbreweries or kind of breweries opening up across Ontario. So how do you find, is there kind of a community that's built around that? Like, do you communicate with a lot of the other breweries to kind of compare recipes or talk about where you see the industry going or like, what's the relationship like with those, with the other breweries in, in the city? Um, I, I would say uh, it's um, oh, you know, a, a brotherhood. Right. Um, I'm speaking on, especially on behalf of the uh, brew masters, uh, guys that are brewing, you know, within that community. Um, you know, we work with uh, other breweries in the Ottawa area, um, helping each other out, you know, buying stuff in volume and mm-hmm. divvying it up and, you know, trying to, trying to save, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, yeah, save, that's amazing. save a, you know, save a dollar where we can. Um, and, you know, at the same time, obviously it is competitive. Um, what, you know, I would say, is especially the way the market is right now, it's competitive where, you know, the, the craft brewery is trying to, you know, compete with the, uh, you know, the big dogs mm-hmm. uh, of the industry. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it, it's it's a fun industry. You know, it's, um, you know, not cutthroat. You know, I, you know, it's, uh, you know, you got the breweries. It's a it's a fun atmosphere. It's just you know, you have a beer. It's a good atmosphere. Everyone's having fun and. Um, you know, I think that correlates into the whole, um, you know, partnerships and, and relationships that, uh, you know, guys have with each other. What do you think about, you know, like I, you know, there's there's so many beers now, right? And 
I'm a big I'm I'm big into like Eastern European beers, German beers and stuff like that. A lot of the like I said, I really like I like you know the gold. And then I started having the salute. This is cool. I don't drink a lot of IPAs. This is really good. Um, what do you think about like the bigger corporations, like you know, like the Labats and the Molsons? Like how much? I mean, I, I guess I don't want pressure. Like, like do you think? Some of these guys, like some of the local, whether you know Ontario, Canada, the craft breweries, like, are they going to get bought by some of these bigger corporations at some point? Do you think? I mean, they're obviously going to try to buy them at some point. It's a huge dent in Ottawa, especially. You know, yeah. I'm just curious your opinion on that. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. And do you think anyone would sell? I mean, money. You know, some people. You know, some people start a business, then it's you know goes public, it's done. You know, or they they sell it privately, whatever they're done. Is there? Do you think there's a lot of or do you think, think the love for making craft beer is so powerful <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that everyone's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, there's so many uh, ways that can go. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, if you have a, a craft beer that's doing very well, um, yeah, I could see it getting bought up. Um, because it hasn't and, really happened yet, though. And uh, no, you look at. Uh, or maybe you know, there's some a, that I don't know. know. Probably so. Mill Street would be the okay. you know, the biggest one yeah. in Ontario that uh, Labatt's uh, bought up. Um, Molson has a, a side company now uh, called Six Pints, and they've got uh, I think Granville Island, Creamore. Okay, I didn't so know some All right, you know, cool. craft All right. craft guys in their okay. in their space. So you know. It, it's not always necessarily a you know a bad thing to it just depends you know, on to what be able to you know if you get bought out if you want you, know, to, right. you get some yeah. you know some money to expand your own operation um, you know put some money in your pocket for a job well done mm -hmm. and and still continue doing what you do that's but, it because uh, you can kind of create is, at, that right? point, yeah. still, at that point you negotiate you create some partnerships you know, it's it's yeah. one thing you know you look in some spaces where you know they buy you to to stop doing what you do. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think in the beer industry, I think it's a, I would say a reward. You know, want you to keep doing we, it, yeah. You know, you guys are doing so good. You know, we want you to be under our umbrella and keep doing what you're doing. Right. Well, and they're you know? smart because they know that the new beer is better. So <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's different. It's different for sure. It's different. It's, it's a good answer. Yeah. Waterbridge Media. Startup Canada. So one thing I wanted to know is, uh, I'm, I'm a parent, I have three children myself, you have two, Greg has two, so we're all parents here. Given what recently happened, like the events of, uh, in kind of the wake of your hometown, um, what do you think we can teach people about character and also community in the wake of all the kind of, you know, divisive news that's coming out of the States and all the kind of shifts that are happening in society? Like based on what's happened out west, what can we kind of teach people about more so children about like community and character and the importance of that? I think uh, you know it's just a, a responsibility of the community to take care of your community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's it's easy to look forward and look at your own path and what you're going to do and um, and just take care of yourself and your family, but. Um, you know, I, I think it's important for us to look back and say, you know, what did the people before us do for us to have, you know, this, what we have. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, whether it's new rinks or 
ball diamonds or LRT or whatever it is, you know, it's easy to easy to say, you know what, that's bull crap. Why are we spending all this money on an LRT when, you know, right. I'm never going to use it or, mm-hmm. you know, but our kids are going to use it. You know, it's the, you know, laying a, you know, foundation for our, you know, future coming up and, um, you know, for, you know, me, I'm, you know, from my hometown and, um, you know, wouldn't be where I am today without the, you know, support and people that I had, mm-hmm. uh, back home. And, um, um, and likewise for here too, you know, I got, you know, people came out and supported our team, you know, for 18 years and really are what, you know, are paying our salaries. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's our responsibility. I don't think it's just something that, you know, is, oh, he's extra. I think it's, I think it's something that we all have to do. And, you know, for, say for us, but people that are um, been in the limelight and, and have extra attention, we can, you know, bring even more attention mm-hmm. to different charities or um, passions that we have, we want to see things change. Uh, we have that ability through, you know, social media, uh, you know, amount of followers and, right. you know, I mean, I think I have 27,000 followers on Twitter and yeah. I don't <laughs> you know, you know I, 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 I had, I had, you're an you influencer. Know, five years ago, I had to have players on, on the team teach me how to use Twitter. Like, I, yeah, so you got into a spat a, recently yeah. with some guy who's uh, criticizing uh, Craig Anderson's yeah. wife. I was like, oh man, it's yeah, just, yeah. you gotta, yeah, you gotta just ignore those trolls when they're uh, yeah. creeping and, in on and social for the, media. For the most too. part, I've, uh, I have, and sometimes, uh, you know, I just can't uh, can't handle it. Tried to do it in the in the uh, most respectful way, respectful way yeah. possible, but uh, you know, wanted you know, and that and that's sort of what I tried to get my message across on there was you have these people they don't deserve to be followed, right? You know, that's they're living their life trolling. Let's let's just not follow them, and then you know, then they don't have they don't have a voice. Then they don't have a voice. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting when you talk too about history because I mean you're thinking Canada is turning 150 next year and you think about all of the things like as I get older I realize 150 years is not that long no. you know like you're talking t- two three generations like you know everyone's great-grandparents are immigrants of this country so when you think of that and you realize like the impact like you said like the things we are doing today are, are truly affecting you know my, my 10 year old my 5 year old my 15 year old like they're all it's impacting Greg's kids your kids everything we choose to do is truly impacting the next generation. So when you talk about LRTs or people criticizing, not only is it affecting people in the future, but there's also people that have given, dedicated their whole lives to creating the opportunity to be able to have an LRT, to be able to have a city, to be able to have all the things that we have. And a lot of people take that for granted. So that's why I asked the question is because, you know, when you're, when you have a voice like yourself, where you have, you know, a big fellowship and, and people look up to you, I mean, you have a voice where you can actually change people's perceptions you can really influence people as to you know overcoming adversity and things like that like I, I'm interested to hear some of you know because you, you look at NHL players or you look at professional athletes just successful business people in general which you're both of what have been some of the adversities that you've overcome that, that have made you a better a better husband a better uh, you know player a better businessman like what are some adversities that you faced that some of us may not know um I would say, uh, you know, within my family, uh, when I was uh, 10 years old, um, 
my mom basically caught a virus, uh, became paralyzed from the, the waist down. Um, two years later, my dad, uh, he had diabetes, was, uh, I guess, uh, told he was uh, legally blind. So, you know, I, like I said, I was 10, 12 years old when, you know, both things, those things happened. So, you know, for me and my sister, um, it was like, you know, we kind of became almost the you know, mom and dad of, of the family, you know, at a very young age. Mm-hmm. He's a few years older than me. But, you know, I was cooking dinners. My sister was, you know, doing, you know, chores around the house um, and just doing, you know, what we had to do to, you know, keep moving on as a family. And, uh, yeah, you go through something like that and uh, you talked about it earlier, but, you know, you, you go one way or the other. Right. Um, and the other is not a good place to be. Um, and, and we became stronger because of it. And uh, I, w- I would say that, you know, really, really made, you know, who, who I am oh, and, yeah, and, and, and growing up. Um, and, I, and I think the other thing is growing up in, uh, in the hockey community, um, uh, being a, a, a public figure, doing, you know, you know, my job is, you know, to go out and play hockey, which I love. It was, you know, it was a game. Um, and work at the same time. And, you know, if I made a mistake, you know, it was in the paper and it was on TV the mm-hmm. next day and everyone was, you know, what a terrible player, what a terrible play, what, you know, you screwed up. Um, and, and to be able to develop that thick skin where you had to show up at the rink the next day and answer questions about it um, and and be able to go at the next game and, and instead of going, you know, downhill because of all the negative stuff that happened two days before to, you know, prove everyone wrong and and make a positive out of it, um, you know, and, and instead of sort of riding the career like that, mm-hmm. trying to stay even keeled, um, you know, and, and I sort of brought that to, you know, to, to Big Rig where, um, you know, if you know someone does something that you don't agree with, or uh, not on the same side, where you can say, you know what, that was, I don't, I don't agree. That's that's wrong, or um, whatever it is. Yeah. And and to not take it as um, I don't like you, or you know, or make it personal. Just mm-hmm. say, figure it out. You know, like. You know, you know, in the dressing room with coaches, you know, in that sport, you know, you got told to f off, and and it was yeah, okay, you know, you take it as a criticism, mm-hmm. constructive criticism, to you know, to, to information, you know, yeah. to, to be better, not you know, you suck and stop playing. It was you know, move on to the next day, and we're all in this together, and you know, we yeah. all we all want to win. And you, know, you have you have disagreements. Uh, which are healthy, you know, to bounce, be the devil's advocate and have different opinions. Um, it's, you know, to take them and to listen to them and, and grow from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what I've learned most in the, from the hockey uh, world to, to, to be able to handle that kind of stuff. So communi- like how important is communication then? Because I find like in, in it's sports, important thing in, in, in relationships, like in everything, like I, I, you know, I thought about as you're saying that, going through that at eight and 10, 
those decisions you're making at 15 were all based on those experiences that you had five years prior. You're like, okay, this is this is one of those times where I have to make, I have to turn right instead of left, right? Whereas other people may not have had that adversity at 10, and they're like, well, yeah. shit, I'll turn left. Let's see what happens. Like they they haven't had to make those tough decisions. So, I, I, looking back now, I feel like that probably had a big impact on why you made those proper decisions, right? And why you were so successful. It seems like oh, you had like 100%. super strong values and a respect for life. Yeah, well, in general, yeah. right? Like just yeah, 100. Uh, percent you know, it's uh, you grow up quick, and it's uh, and it's humbling, and you know that just that just stays with you. So one thing we like to do at the uh, end of every episode is I feel like uh, we 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 gotta line this up. We do shotgun questions. I feel I feel like the green slide <laughs> is gonna come down. Yeah, yeah. What was that show? You can't, can't do, do that, that on television. television. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. My buddy was in that show for a minute. What was the magic word? Yeah. My wife's gonna kill me, but she was on that. Show ah, really? I wonder yeah. if she was on with Christian Tessie. Well, you do it. I guess she'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> I think okay. she might have been on with uh, Lannis. Lannis, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty I funny. I think she was on quite a bit, though, so I don't know. If, uh, yeah. We should get green That's slime funny. on. We should. <laughs> so we basically, we these. yeah, we can just pour, pour the beads. Yeah, that might not go well. <laughs> so basically, we have uh, it's roughly like eight to ten questions, and it's just impulse decisions. So we're going to ask a question, we'll go back and forth, and you just tell us the first. It's yes or no, or whatever comes to my mind. Whatever answer. comes to mind. The answer. The answer. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'll start it off. Ready? Set. Grow. Grow. <laughs> If you could choose any defense partner to play beside, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, Bobby Orr. Nice. Fucking great. Aside, <laughs> aside from Big Rig Brews, what is your next favorite beverage? Crown Royal. Nice. Right. <laughs> uh, what's one of your favorite quotes? Poor. There's, there's, uh, there's so many. We can edit this out. So yeah. <laughs> Take your time. Um, when you win, say little. When you lose, say less. My grandmother says ah, that. That's awesome. That's yeah, amazing. I like that. If you had to sum up human beings as a whole in three words, <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> wow. This is, this is really Loaded, deep. man. Really Loaded. Deep. Really deep Loaded. here. Loaded. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Uh, as a whole. Wow. Uh, Chris Phillips, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know I was a hockey player. Right? <laughs> <laughs> On uh, the spot. Yeah. Uh, innovative. Intelligent. I don't know what I'd come up with for a third one. You got it, man. <laughs> you got it. You got innovative, intelligent, and... Ah, and... Uh, This is great. Innovative, intelligent. How do you silence a legend? <laughs> you just <laughs> ask him to name three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, I got a two. How about that's two? Yeah, change that's, your question. Yeah. Change your that's great. It's yeah. to sum up human that. beings as a whole in two words. Yeah. 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 So why number four? Why number four? Uh, small. Uh, sl- possible selections when I first came in. I actually started uh, as number five uh, when I f- played my first game. I had 58 and 12 as training camp numbers uh, the previous two years. Um, and uh, wasn't wasn't sold on five. Um, 
seven was taken and it actually became available a few years after I switched to four and thought about switching to seven. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know what? Four. four. I'm good. I'm good with four. four. Yeah. yeah, it'd been a couple of years. I didn't want to change again. And yeah, it was good. Chris Phillips. I was happy with it. Just recently changed to seven. Yeah. yeah. What's going on with that? Yeah. And now we have it on the Big Rig Brew brand. No, so yeah, four. That's it. Right. It that's there it. You go. That's awesome. Choices. <laughs> if you could choose to stay, a, this is funny. If you could choose to stay a certain age forever, what age would it be? Oh, is that even a real question? Yeah. I will say. Uh, probably uh, early 20s and uh, I heard someone tell me one time that you always in your head feel like you're that age right. and yeah. I believe that's yeah. coming true so as true. I yeah. it's as so I, true as it's I so get true. older I you know I kind of feel like I'm still early 20s yeah. and so I'll in put myself certain ways back there. right it's yeah. so funny yeah. that's so true you kind of hit that age where you're just like all right well I'm gonna say this age forever. I feel uh, like I'm not. Yeah, age. my yeah. body's growing, but yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Um, this is another loaded question. So, what is a day of life worth to you? A day of life worth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how do you how do you quantify what it's worth? Um, I will say uh, it's worth not knowing that it's going to be the last one. So. Hmm. Live every day like it is. I like that. That's great. If you could be any fictional character, who would you choose? Ooh. <laughs> Hat came off. <laughs> I, do, I had to make an adjustment. <clears throat> fictional character. I don't know who I would choose. My dad used to uh, say I ran like Fred Flintstone. So, uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I don't know why, but Elmer Fudd came to mind. I just picture in, in plaid with a shotgun, like ready to roll. He's know? better looking than Elmer Fudd. <laughs> for sure. Hey, I'm not saying yeah. that. I hope better than Fred yeah. Flintstone yeah. too. But. Yeah, for sure. uh, so we got a few more here. What What is a chore you absolutely hate doing? I'm pretty willing to do uh, most. Uh, I would say it wouldn't be my my <laughs> chore just because I I'd wreck everything, but I really don't like doing laundry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you admire the most out of all people you've played with? Ooh, played with a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean that really is a, a a tough question. I played with so many guys that I really do admire for right a, different a, reasons. for different yeah. reasons. Um, you know, a, as a whole. I think uh, uh, Daniel Alfredson was, uh, um, you know, able to uh, really step up to the, you know, be a superstar when he mm-hmm. needed to be a superstar. That's, everyone talks about, you know, your best players have to be your best players mm-hmm. when it's on the line, and he always seemed to um, be there. Um, and he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't a, a superstar. Um, draft pick. I don't know what it was. A hundred draft. Yeah, late, 231st or something, or something like something, that. Crazy, something yeah. crazy, you know. And uh, you know, came in and won the Calder Trophy and just you know became a you know a true pro right you know from from a young age. Yeah, and I feel like everyone when you have someone like that around you, like everyone, you almost have to live up to that sort of standard, right? Like it changes the whole dynamic. Oh, of the just uh, it know, gets everybody that's what makes him a great too, captain. Right? Yeah. Is, uh, you know. Uh, the, the things that he did, you know, were just contagious, you know, just, you know, everybody followed without, you know, him saying, come follow me. He just, 
yeah. led by example and and you follow. Yeah. So we got two left. Tis the season. Your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, probably. You know uh, I'm gonna get razzed by my buddies. They're gonna be like, you freaking ask Chris Evans his favorite Christmas, Christmas movie. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be a meme, you know. We know this. Why well, it's not uh, coming to me, but the uh, uh, the Griswolds. The hell's uh, oh, oh the, Christmas uh, vacation. Christmas vacation. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so National Lampoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shitter's full. Yeah. Huh? With the tree, man. When he opens the tree in the house, oh, so it goes everywhere. That, that movie's so amazing. So all, all the vacation movies. Yeah. Chevy Chase. Last one's yours. If you could pick anyone, okay, sir. If you, how do you want to say this? If you could pick anyone. Who would you choose to be your mentor, or who would you consider your mentor? It's just an interesting question because I assume yeah, you I mean, had you one could, or two. Yeah, I mean, or still you do could, even. You know, yeah. or still you know, do. You yeah, really like throw like yeah, you know, Buddha or Gandhi or stuff like that. <laughs> you know that, uh, but you know the stuff that I you know learned at home and you know right. with my my dad and in sports in life, um, you know left me with you know a work ethic that was his you know base thing no matter what you do mm-hmm. um do it hard do it to the best you can um and and how he just uh, you know his his philosophies on on life and um you know what he what he thought of people and you know how how he thought um and and how call him successful he was with you know not a lot of education just um, a good uh, uh, work ethic, along with uh, his his attitude and his personality, um, got him got him through life. Um, and and having you know a role model like that was I couldn't ask for more. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well we just want to say thanks a lot, Chris, for taking the time to uh, to come down and chat with us. I know it's you know everyone's got uh, a lot of things on the go. You're obviously a busy guy in the in the community and just with your business and everything else. So, from Greg and I, I want to say thanks very much for taking the time to come down and chat. Congratulations with all your success with Big Rig and everything else. I'm, I mean, we both love the restaurant and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good luck with everything in the future. Well, thanks for having me and <laughs> cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> All right. All right, over and out. Episodes of Growcast are recorded on the fly or at the Referral Mortgages office, 475 Elgin Street in the city of Ottawa. Growcast.ca.